Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. Talking everything sports from the preps. Prana's the sideline, 10 5, and an Indian touchdown. That'll put the icing on the cake. To the pros. Deep left center field. Isbell sprints over into the gap, dives, and he made the catch. Whoa! Kyle Isbell out of nowhere. The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen. Five wide, throwing it deep in the pylon. There's Cure again. Oh, with a one-handed grab, and it's good! Wow! Falling down, stuck out that big right mitt and ripped it out of the sky. What a grab from Lincoln Cure for the two-point conversion. Slot to either side, one running back, busts 44% on third down, sets, throws, a crossing pattern caught by Travis Hunter, spins away from the defender, to the 10-yard line, to the five, to the end zone! Third and four, Bean with pressure coming, flush to the left, plants, floats, got a man, he's got Skinner, 25-20, 15-10-5, touchdown, touchdown Kansas. There's the snap, K-State will run the ball to the right side, he's got it at the 20, he's going to score, touchdown Kansas State and Avery Johnson, his third of the night for the Wildcats. Should be the final play of the game, shotgun snap, Valor Nicolosi steps up, throws deep in the end zone, here's the jump ball, knocked down, yes! It's gone! Holker! He was on the ground! Yes, sir! Dallin Holker! The shoestring catch! And we're tied at 30 apiece! Oh, the one-two pitch. Is it hard? Deep right field, and Leone Tavares takes Verlander deep! Highlights of the weekend. Good Monday morning, everybody. Glad you're with us on the Morning Blitz on this October the 16th. A nice, crisp and cool 35 degrees to kick off this Monday, but a warm week on tap. Temperature is going to be getting back up into the 70s pretty much every day, maybe even touch the 80s tomorrow. Uh, So a warmer week on tap than we experienced uh, at the end of the week and heading into the weekend, which was quite cool. I know I was outside for quite a bit of it. So, uh, But glad you're with us once again here on a Monday morning on the Morning Blitz. Uh, As always, you want to be part of it more, you can hit us up on our text line, the number 785-899-2222. That's the number to uh, be a part of the Morning Blitz here on this Monday morning. we got plenty of things to get into. Riley Gates going to join us coming up here in about 20 minutes or so. Talking college football, uh, we'll be discussing plenty of things with him from On3. Uh, look forward to visit with Riley Gates. He'll join the show coming up here in about 20 minutes. Uh, we've got uh, state golf getting going today. We'll touch on that in our final segment as we're, what, an hour away, less than an hour away from that getting going uh, with 3A, uh, which pretty much doesn't matter, 3A all classification state golf uh, coming up here uh, over the next uh over the next uh, couple of days there down in Heston for 3A Golf. We'll touch more on that coming up in our final segment. But uh want to start off the show once again with uh, our very popular segment, the way we get our week going every single week. It would be our weekend winners and losers, and let's get to it right now. There are two kinds of people in this world. There's winners 
And there's losers. Which ones were which this past weekend? I want winners. Loser, you're a loser. It's the weekend's winners and losers on the Morning Blitz. Gonna be a winner, be a winner. Start off with winners of the weekend. Going to go to volleyball to kick things off here this morning. One winner of the weekend would be Goodland Cowgirl Volleyball and other regional volleyball teams that had great tournament weekends. You know, this it's the you're down to the very end of the season. In fact, the regular season is over for a lot, not all, but for a lot of area, area volleyball teams. Wrapped it up with league tournaments, whether it was the Northwest Kansas League, Western Kansas Liberty League Tournament over in Colby, uh, the Mid-Continent League Tournament that wrapped up in Russell, or if it was in Scott City where the GWAC Tournament happened uh, this past weekend. A lot of those tournaments wrapped up this past Saturday, and now a week of preparation to get prepared for Substate Volleyball, which will be on Saturday afternoon. And the Goodland Cowgirl Volleyball team, highly successful this past weekend in taking home a GWAC tournament title. Cowgirls go to Scott City and end up sweeping Colby, Hugoton, and Cimarron, uh, going 2-1 and one in pool play. You know, they, they, beat, they beat Hugoton and Colby. They lose to Ulysses, which is a team that's not in their sub-state. Uh, a classification above them, but they have not been able to figure out Ulysses all season long. The Tigers have had the Cowgirls number. I think it's the third time Ulysses has beat them this year, I believe. So they end up going 2-1 and one in pool play. Then they have Cimarron in the semifinals. They beat them easily 2-0. And then they take care of Holcomb, who I think most people just looking at records would have thought, well, that's going to be the, the, the GWAC league title favorite. They've had the best regular season of all. They won the regular season. But Goodland gets it done, and in straight sets, nonetheless, 2-0 over Holcomb. I, I admit, when uh, you know going down the stretch of this season and, and looking at how this season has gone, it's been very up and down for GHS. Very up and down. The record would kind of reflect that, 20-15. and 15. But didn't know what to expect going into the league tournament, and I thought many times that it was wide open. You know, Any team that just kind of put it together uh, that day was probably going to have a good chance of winning it, and that team happened to be Goodland on Saturday. So congratulations to the Cowgirls, Coach Angie Brumbaugh, on a very successful uh, weekend this past weekend, going down to Scott City and bringing home a GWAC tournament title. Uh, I, like I said, I, I didn't know what to expect. I just don't know. And that's why I say it's. It, and I feel the same exact way about sub-state volleyball coming up here uh, in a couple of days on Saturday when they go down to Hoisington, which is where all 3A schools are going at this point in time. I didn't. I don't know what to expect. You would think Hoisington's going to be the favorite. They have the best record. They're the number one seed. They're playing at home. You think they're probably going to be the favorite, but you just don't know. And so, once again, I'll be very intrigued. It was also a solid showing from Colby as well. They ended up finishing third. Uh, they ended up beating Cimarron uh, in the... Uh, I'm going to make sure I got that right. They ended up beating Cimarron. Uh, they're having a really good showing as well. So... Very good showing for Colby and Goodland at the uh, at the GWAC volleyball tournament. Now everybody gets a chance to rest up a little bit, get some more practice time in, fine tune a few things, and then a big day, of course, coming up here on the twenty first Saturday at with Substate volleyball, making sure that you're prepared and ready to go. And you know, only one team will get a chance to go to state. Uh, speaking of the Western Kansas Liberty League Northwest Kansas League tournament, that would be the champion would go to Wallace County. They took home the top spot. You know, that was a big two-day event, close to 20 teams there. Uh, and Wallace County ended up taking home the top spot there. 
Lady Wildcats swept Wheatland Grinnell, who many people think is going to be a team that's going to be going to the state tournament. Uh, they swept them uh, in straight sets. And then Hoxie had the best showing of any area team at the MCL tournament. They finished runners-up to Smith Center, who once again is a powerhouse uh, volleyball and basketball program there at the uh, 1A level, and they took care of Hoxie. So once again, Hoxie finishing second. Wallace County winning your Northwest Kansas League, Western Kansas Liberty Tournament over Wheatland Grinnell, and Goodland winning the GWAC Volleyball League Tournament on Saturday down at Scott City. So, like I said, I, you never, and that's the thing about volleyball. Um, you don't see it a lot in football. You see it more in volleyball. You see it in basketball. Sometimes you see it in, in the diamond sports as well. You just, you, usually the in football, the best team is usually going to win. The better team is going to win. Because there's just so many factors, and if you have all these factors checkmarked in your direction, you're probably going to win. But in, in, in other games, in other sports, you know, if you don't bring it mentally one day, if you don't do this correct another day, all of a sudden you can either have a great year or a terrible year or a great day or a bad day, more likely, and that could be the difference. So, once again, I look forward to seeing uh, I look forward to seeing what happens on Saturday. We will have coverage of uh, the 3A Substate Volleyball Tournament there from Hoisington. I look forward to bringing coverage there and seeing uh, what happens over that uh, afternoon there on Saturday in Hoisington. But uh, once again, a winner of the weekend, Goodland Cowgirl Volleyball. They are your GWAC League champions. But tip of the cap, though, to Colby for finishing third. And uh, also as well, of course, to Wallace County and to Hawks, who had great showings at their respective league tournaments. Moving on in our weekend winners and losers, we're going to go with Hayden Bellamy, Colby High School tennis player, ended up finishing second at the 3 through 1A state tennis tournament. Uh, she was very impressive, folks. Hayden Bellamy goes down to Topeka and was the number two overall seed and made it all the way to the championship match before finally losing. Uh, she lost 6 3, 6 0 in the championship match. Uh, but what an amazing and impressive season! Very amazing and impressive season from Hayden Bellamy. 34-2 and two this year. This is a girl, I think, who's only lost, I think, maybe six matches in her entire career. And this was a girl, a young lady, that I don't think they started playing tennis until she was a freshman in high school. I mean, that really shows something. When, you're, when you haven't played a sport most of your life, and this is a lifetime sport. It's not like you couldn't have played it more. But I don't believe she's a girl. She's a young lady that's, you know, playing, hasn't played tennis her entire life. She picked it up a little bit later on or more, most recently here. And has had that kind of success with it that's highly impressive. Now, I do believe she's the first of what will probably be multiple guys and girls in Colby that will have success on the tennis court going forward. First and foremost, it helps if you have the facilities, and they do have it. They have the facilities there with that, uh, with that tennis center they have on the campus of Colby Community College. That's a they have two full courts in there. You can go in there and work every single day, and you can get better and better and better all year round. There's nothing stopping you. You can play every single day and get better and better and better. And so I believe we will see more really good Colby athletes come up here and, and, and showcase it, just like Hayden Bellamy, but she's one of the first. A very impressive 34-2 and senior season. Like I said, I believe she only lost six matches her entire career. It ends up, ends up, ends up, ends up finishing runner-up at the state tennis tournament. Still a very, very impressive showing from Hayden Bellamy. Uh, other results from the three-through-one state tennis tournament this past weekend: uh, singles, Colby, 
uh, other single Colby player, Allison Zimmerman, she went one and two. She lost in the first round and then won, I think, in one match in the consolation bracket before getting knocked out, going one and two. Uh, Goodland's Addie Owens went 0 and 2 in the singles. Uh, she lost 6 2, 6 0, and then in the consolation match, lost 8 0 to go 0 and 2. But still, tip of the cap to Addie Owens for making it to state. First cowgirl to do so since the since Goodland brought the tennis program back in 2019. Uh, and then the Colby's doubles team of Lexi Schrader and Kenny McCarty also went 0 and 2 at state as they lost both of their matches. So, once again, everyone else kind of had, you know, the, the typical type of weekend uh, for for tennis players out here. But Hayden Bellamy, once again, proving she's one of the best in 3A as she makes it all the way to the championship match before losing and fin- ends up taking home the silver there at the 3-8 through state tennis tournament this past Saturday. So Hayden Bellamy, once again, a winner of the weekend. Another winner of the weekend, uh, once again, Ross is an idiot. This is where we also stem from this. I said last week that head coach Lance Barr from Hoxie picked up his 100-win Actually, that was this past Friday. So I apologize. Once again, I was wrong on my numbers. But Hoxie head coach Lance Barr picks up officially win number 100. There was a photo to document it as well. But Hoxie Lance Barr, uh, head coach for the Hoxie football team, wins picks up win number 100. I'll say what I said last weekend. The thing I know about Lance Barr is that I believe Lance started, he was either in his first or his second year. He was very early in his tenure at Hoxie when I started here at Northwest Kansas. So I've seen it the entire way. Uh, and he's had a great run. There at Hoxie, no doubt about it. A really great run. And uh, so he's got win number 100 under his belt, uh, and they did it in very dominant fashion, by the way, over a solid Quinter team. They won 52-6. to That improves them to 6-1 and now on the season. Uh, so a very good year for Hoxie in football once again, and that's why Lance Barr has quickly gotten to 100 wins because he's been able to do that. He's been very, very good at that. Uh, moving along, some other results from this past Friday night on the gridiron. Oakley, how about head coach Jeff Pennick and the Plainsmen getting their first win of the season? They beat Syracuse 33-8. to And uh, here's the thing, you know, Oakley played a very difficult schedule early on because of the Mid-Continent League. Very, very difficult schedule. You know, you've got Smith Center in there. You've got Phillipsburg in there. Uh, you've got Norton in there. You've got some really good teams. Really good teams. And it's hard to get wins. But the Plainsmen now taking on the likes of Syracuse. And then this coming Friday, they've got Stanton County. And there's a chance. I'm not saying that's going to happen. Uh, Stanton County is a much improved program. But there's a chance that that Oakley could possibly pick up their second win and go 2-0 and the last two weeks of the season and put themselves in a position uh, to make the postseason, despite having just two wins you got to win the right games, not all the games, if you want to make the postseason. And Oakley might be in that spot to do so. I haven't looked deeply into their bracket, but I feel pretty confident about that. But Oakley gets their first one. They beat Syracuse 33-18. Uh, Rollins County remained perfect in 2023. They demolished Decatur Community 58-12. to The Buffaloes, once again, unbeaten, rolling through everybody. That's going to be a great matchup here coming up uh, when they take on Hoxie. A very, very good matchup there. Uh, you've got Wallace County. Back above 564-18 win over Logan Palco. It was a shootout over in Kensington where Thunder Ridge hosts St. Francis 66-42. It's like the second week in a row where St. Francis has combined with the opponent to put up over 100 points. Uh, they've really put up some offensive numbers, has St. Francis. Uh, Shylin remained unbeaten. They shut out Triplanes Brewster 66-0. Weskin 6-1 quietly with a 45-0 win over Moscow. 
and Golden Plains, they were shut out by Northern Valley, 49 to nothing. And then you had Colby topping Lakin, 20 to 13. They get to four and three in the first year of the Ryan Mosier era. Uh, they were down, I believe, at halftime, but scored twice in the second half to come back and get the win. Does Colby 20 to 13 over Lakin? A nice win for them. Uh, and more confidence going into a very tough game against Scott City here on Friday for the Eagles. And then speaking of Scott City, they did what they usually do, and that is they demolished Goodland here at home, 58-14, to the final score. Goodland was down 58-0 before finally getting a couple of touchdowns against the JV defense for Scott City. But that Beaver team is reloaded. This was a Scott City team that lost so many pieces from a year ago, so many senior players. And even one of their best players, Brady Welker, didn't even go out for football this year to focus on baseball. And so they were without, they lost so many key contributors from last year, it did not matter. Colin McDaniel is a special special player who plays with toughness and can also make you miss in a phone booth. He's extremely quick, and he racked up multiple touchdowns. Uh, and their offensive system just gets you going one way defensively, and then they hit you another direction, and they've got big chunk plays all over the place. Highly efficient, highly effective. Scott City, no doubt, is that top seed in this district, in the 3A District 8. Uh, and so they're going to be going on to, uh, you know, they've got Scott Colby this weekend, which, once again, uh, we'll see what happens. But, you know, you got to like Scott City's chances in that one if you're just looking at it unbiasedly. And then they're going to get the top seed in the district. And Colby more than likely going to be that number four seed. And, and there's the probably the big news of the high school football season here on Saturday was, or sorry, you mean on Friday was the fact that Andale, 57 in a row wins for Andale. That ended on Friday night. Cheney beat them in overtime. And so now Cheney is the top team in the crossover district for Goodland, Colby, Scott City. And so now you've got Colby more than likely going to Cheney in that one. And then if you're the runner-up, if you're Holcomb, or if you're Holcomb, which I believe is who it'll be, you're going to be more than likely going to Andale. So that's a that's a tough break there. Um, actually, no, Andale. No, sorry, not Andale. Who would be the Hugetson probably in that third spot? Be getting Andale. So anyway, tough breaks there. Nonetheless, we'll see how it all shakes out. Still, one more week left of the regular foot of the regular season before uh, we get into postseason play for high school football. Uh, let's get into, let's see here. That's it for weekend winners. Let's get to a quick losers here real quick before we bring on Riley Gates. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk with Riley about this topic a little bit more, but first loser of the weekend. How about the Colorado Buffaloes? They blew the biggest lead in Colorado and Pac-12 history. They led 29-0 at halftime. I know I was laying in bed watching this game late on Friday night. It was an eight o'clock kickoff mountain time. I was laying in bed. I was watching it. I got. I started watching it just right before half, like maybe a minute left to go before halftime. I'm th- they're going in at halftime. Buffs are up big. I'm feeling good about my pick, saying they're going to cover the 11 and a half. And then the buffs come out, and it's like they had just thought, well, we've got this game won. We're just going to sit back and, and enjoy it. And Stanford hit massive big plays in the passing game. Colorado had no answer for it. And here, and in over, and what was it in double overtime, triple overtime, they lose 46 43. The final score. It's uh, um, unbelievable. Leading by 29, end up losing in overtime to the Colorado Buffaloes to Stanford. And Stanford's a, had one win on the season. Uh, but this, this is the kind of things that you get sometimes when you put together a team like this that doesn't have a lot of great chemistry. 
you know, and you're and kind of playing for that. The prime example is Shadur Sanders, who is a phenomenal quarterback, an amazing talent. But you know, there's there's stuff, there's uh, rumors and stuff swirling around on social media that you know he and it's it's not actually a rumor; it's true that that he I don't know if he posted it, but one of his people that follows him they, that he was selling his own merch at halftime in the locker room of that Stanford game. He was selling some of his merch on social media. Doing like a post. Now, who knows whether he recorded prayer, posted it then, or whatever, but they were selling merch, not focused on the game and the task at hand. So the Colorado Buffaloes blowing a humongous lead at halftime, 29-0, and ends up being a big win for Stanford, just their second one of the year. And the Buffaloes, the thing about the Colorado Buffaloes, when you look at their schedule the rest of the way, and it was it was a daunting schedule. To begin with, it was a daunting schedule to begin with. It, it truly was a very daunting schedule, and they have navigated it very, very well, I would say. But you look at it at four and three, they need two more wins to get bowl games. You've got UCLA, Oregon State, both are ranked in the top 25. Arizona, who has given the last two weeks every team more than they can handle. Washington State, which is a very competent opponent, and Utah. Five, three of those teams are ranked in the top 25, and the two other teams, one of them has been ranked in the top 25 this year, and Arizona is playing very, very well as well. So two more wins are going to be hard to come by. That Stanford win you kind of needed to get yourself in a good position to do so. Now, once again, Colorado is still leaps and bounds ahead of where they were a season ago and where they've been for many moons. But it's going to sting, once again, to get off that kind of start and have all that kind of love and publicity and play USC tough and all that stuff and end up not making a bowl game. That's going to be a very tough pill to swallow there. So, once again, Colorado Buffalo is a loser of the weekend. Other college football results real quickly. Uh, Kansas ends up getting in a shootout with Oklahoma State. Jason Bean filling in for Jalen Daniels. Throws for a career-high 410 yards and five touchdowns, but he threw two picks late in the game, and that really helped to kind of turn the tide as Oklahoma State found a way to come back and win 39-32. And beat the 23rd-ranked Jayhawks. It's it's really been a, a tough year to swallow for Kansas Jayhawk football fans. It really has been hard. Because KU has fed as two losses. Kansas and Oklahoma State. They probably could have beat they probably beat Oklahoma State with Jalen Daniels. And I bet you they play closer to Texas if Jalen Daniels is healthy. Not having the Big 12 offensive player of the year play this year has really hurt their chances of a big-time bowl game. It really, really has. Now, hopefully after a bye week this week, they get him fully healthy, and then Oklahoma comes and you have a chance to make a statement. But that's the tough part there. That's the very tough part. So Kansas ends up losing 39-32, and Oklahoma State has been a death trap for any team from the state of Kansas so far this season and will be. And then also on Saturday night, Kansas State's offense, you know, a little sluggish, little struggles. What does Chris Kleiman do? Looks for a spark. He brings in his true freshman quarterback, Avery Johnson, runs for a school record five touchdowns as the Kansas State Wildcats come back from being down, not by much. I think it was 21-17 at one point in time. They win 38-21. Wildcats improved to 4-2. It's looking a little dicey there, but Avery Johnson, who's a freak of an athlete in the running game, has proven to be a humongous... A, a commodity for them this year. And now I'm extremely intrigued, extremely intrigued to see what do 
they do with him going forward. He's used up two games of the four games he can use as a freshman. Do you still try to put Will Howard out there, or now are you trying to go with Avery Johnson because he brings this whole other dimension? Here's the biggest thing. The biggest question you have to answer is, can Avery Johnson beat anybody with his arm? Because if they find a way to bottle him up in his legs, bottle him up and keep him in the pocket, can he beat you with his arm? And if that is the case, then you just say, we're going forward with him. That's the biggest thing. If he can't, then you may have to look at possibly going to uh, Will Howard again. And part of the reason why, you know, they had to go to Avery Johnson a little bit more this year than maybe they were hoping to is I just don't know if the offensive line has has played as good as people thought they would this year. I think it's maybe been a little bit of a disappointment of the offensive line play. Because you should be able to just hand the ball off to the running back and run and have your quarterback make distribute it just like they did last year. And maybe that's also part of the real that big deal that you don't have a, a, a Deuce Vaughn back there. You don't have a Deuce Vaughn at this point in time. And that's no offense to Trayshawn Ward or DJ Giddens. They're just not Deuce Vaughn. And that's okay. Not many people are. That's a two-time All-American. We'll find out more in the coming weeks. There you go. Our weekend winners and losers. One more quick loser before we get to break and bring on Riley Gates. Uh, loser of the weekend. How about 5-0 and football teams in the NFL? Both the Vike, sorry, Both the Eagles losing to the Jets and the Niners losing to the Browns. Didn't I say that Niners-Browns game was going to be good in my NFL Power 5? Thought it could be. And it proved to be that way. The Browns defense proved to hold that Niners offense, which did get dinged up with a bunch of injuries. That certainly didn't help. But uh, once again, no undefeated team remaining in professional football. And once again, the champagne can be popped for the 72 Dolphins, who continue to be the last and only undefeated NFL franchise. All right, that'll do it for the weekend winners and losers. Uh, We'll get to a break. We'll come back. Riley Gates is going to join our program next. You're listening to The Morning Blitz.